<laughs> I like what Hastings he put. I'd totally be a science officer. Hastings, what does the reading say? Uh, bleep blue, quantum plasm, tender Let's all get drunk and play ping pong. You know what, Stephen Prince, today is a good day to die. Yes, we, are. <laughs> we are all Stephen Prince's. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Just have it be different redshirt every time with a different mustache and the same smoldering name tag. He must die every episode. We couldn't get, we couldn't afford new uniforms, so he has to keep the same uniform. Terrible Warriors has a Discord channel now. That's cool. And any listener can join Discord, but only our Patreon supporters get access to listen to the Studio Voice Channel, where we broadcast the recordings of some of our games. Ooh, check it out at TerribleWarriors.com today on the Terrible Warriors. We return to space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the USS Horizon. It's ongoing mission to explore the Shackleton Expanse, to bring aid to the allies of the Federation, and to solve the mystery of HR 626. But above all, they will boldly go where no one has gone before, because they're not just Starfleet officers, they're the Terrible Warriors. Yes, welcome to the Terrible Warriors, to our second episode of Star Trek Adventures. And uh, I am your master of ceremonies, or game master now. I'm so used to doing Powered by Apocalypse called Master of Ceremonies. I'm your GM, uh, Justin Eacock here, uh, playing through uh, Star Trek Adventures by Modiphius. Uh, we got a, a copy of the PDF through the pre-orders, and that was awesome. I'm loving to play through it now. Uh, we spent a whole episode uh, building our ship. So now we finally got it, and we can actually do a Star Trek story. Uh, in three episodes, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna do an episode. <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna keep talking about Star Trek. We just can't stop it. Um, so uh, reintroducing you to our bridge crew of the USS Horizon, uh, uh, or uh, whatever other names we had. We had S uh, S Escaret. Uh, I can't remember. Iscariot. Iscariot. Uh, so, anyways, uh, <laughs> the USS Horizon, uh, a galaxy class ship assigned to the Shackleton Expanse. Uh, we have uh, arriving uh, to our briefing in the observation lounge behind bridge. Uh, uh, starting at the table at my left, your right. Your, le- uh, your science officer, Lieutenant La Sabot, uh, played by Velvet Duke of the Dandies. And. And uh, Commander Gavin Schofield, played by Conway Beth, better known as Toronto's greatest supervillain and evil genius, Dr. Tara Watts. Actually, isn't he a captain now? Hey, you refer to him as captain uh, but because he's a commanding officer, but he has the rank of commander. Uh, okay, fair. Uh, I'm Ensign uh, Steve Armstrong. I'll be your helmsman uh, for the adventure. Uh, Brent the Closet Geek is me and... Real life. I will be your helmsman today. I'll be on the left. You'll see. Uh, <laughs> You'll see <I'm>, ramming speed. <laughs> uh, I'm Lieutenant Commander Adam Monroe, uh, played by uh, Steve Saylor, aka the Blind Gamer. And Adam Monroe is our chief engineer. A chief engineer, yes. yes. So uh, the senior staff, uh, which also include uh, tactical officer Stephen Prince, <laughs> and uh, have arrived at the uh, at the at the briefing room. Tactical officer, that's security, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, security as well as op. Uh, he, Center he's, he's on. He's on the uh, the tactical beam behind your chair, where he can uh, be in charge of. Where, uh, where Worf was standing. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he, he'll fire the phasers, lock torpedoes, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Is he um, rank of lieutenant? Uh, Stephen Prince. Uh, the uh, the highest rank that supporting characters can have is lieutenant. Yes. Okay. So yeah. uh, I think that makes sense if he's going to be on the bridge. Well, was yeah. was Worf lieutenant? Yeah. Uh, he was uh, he was lieutenant junior grade mm-hmm. when the show started, okay. and then he became lieutenant commander. Commander in DS9. Uh, in, uh, in well, in Star Trek Generations, he got the promotion. Right. Yes. Uh, so. If you were any other man, I would, I would kill you while you're sad. So we will, uh, when uh, we do a scene, for example, uh, if anyone is not in a scene and we want to play with that support character, we'll, there's, there's some quick rules we play fast and loose uh, to create that character sheet for, uh, for Tactical Officer Stephen Prince. Sure. Uh, you have a support crew now of five more support characters you can create. Cool. Uh, we don't really, and we, uh, the EMH does not count towards that limit. Good. All uh, right. So yeah, I was about that. He's a hologram, uh, and he's not very friendly. <laughs> and he's not all that useful. <laughs> well, he's good for patching you up. So, so you arrive for your briefing with Captain Tomek, uh, the uh, the Vulcan commander or captain in charge of uh, Narendra Station, mm-hmm. uh, uh, overseen by uh, Mokvar, uh, the um, the Klingon in charge of the Klingon fleet that is uh, 
in Narendra and, and working this task force to, Narendra, uh, to the Shackleton Expanse. Narendra is like the last stop before we go into unexplored territory. And it's just really opened up for some real good work to happen. That's all you've really known before arriving. That's all I've actually really told you. And when you arrive to the briefing room, uh, you're also greeted uh, not just by those two, but also by um, uh, a... Uh, a I, may, I, I want to change him to Ambassador. I mentioned Commander Varrick, but it, it's Ambassador Varrick. Uh, Ambassador Varrick is a, a diplomat who has been assigned to oversee the Shackleton surveys at Narendra Station uh, on behest of goodwill being offered from Starfleet Command and specifically the Federation uh, from the president of the Federation. The Romulans have been very friendly offering their cloaking technology for the use in the Defiant prototype and with the growing threat of the Dominion and the uh, the, the mistrust here between uh, the Federation working so much more closely with the Klingons, uh, the Romulans want to make sure that the Federation is upholding their promises, that they will not be developing cloaking technology in their other ships and that they uh, uh, will not be using their survey of the Expanse as a staging ground to invade Romulan territories. So, <laughs> wait, I thought the I thought it was just the borders between Federation and Klingon space. Are the Romulans so also Klingons in that space? border space with the Romulans? The Romulans are further up uh, in the Beta Quadrant. Uh, okay. So there's it's, a big yeah, neutral Romulans, zone, Klingons, but like the three Federation. of them kind of all meet. And it's not oh, like and that's the area that we're the checking Shackleton out. Expanse is kind of in this area that because of the political tension, no one has um, had clearance really to go and explore here. And, okay. and it's opened up – the Shackleton Expanse is more on the Klingon end, but it would work as they argued at Federation headquarters. It would work as a spearhead into uh, um, creating a staging ground of a, if, they, if they decided to deal with the Romulans before they dealt with the, the Dominion. Um, and uh, and mm. so there's, there's – they've, they've allowed for Ambassador Varrock to be here. Now, you don't – I'm just explaining like that's – you know, kind of the gist of... That's the politics. That, that's the, the politics of what's been going on. That's yeah. what, Okay, so the Romulans are also involved. That's what they're arguing about yeah. when you're walking in. This uh, uh, Makvar is furious. He, he is, uh, the Klingon Empire was not briefed on this. They were not, they're not aware of this. He will not be working with Romulans. He will not be... Wor- like his fleet will, will, will not go this. It's threatening to bring down the whole task force. Mm. Uh, but uh, uh, that's why Temek is here. Uh, the Vulcan is... Be pretty calm and chill when it comes to dealing with angry Klingons, and so he's been stationed here to deal and handle them as much as give you orders. Uh, even though he's not an admiral, for the purposes of this mission, he's the one giving you the orders. Okay. So, uh, like, if you got a contact for additional help to Starfleet, he's kind of like in the chain of command. He's the next in line for you to go to. The Vulcan. Uh, the Vulcan Captain Tamek. Okay. <clears throat> so. You arrive in the briefing room, and you're given your directives, which I handed to you, Connell. Um, yep. And uh, if we want to, I don't know if there's anything you want to get out of this scene dealing with them, or if you just want me to just, here's your mission, and then we just get is the, the fuck Romulan out. Is the Romulan coming with us? The Romulan is not coming with okay, you. Okay, good. In, uh, in fact, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's not even, the reason he's on board the Horizon is he's not even willing to go and be on Narendra Station because he's afraid the Klingons will kill him. So That's fair. So, uh, uh, Temek is also dealing with this Romulan who's, like, I have to oversee and I need you to provide a safe place and and and, 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 and receive briefings. He's not saying anything though much in this mission. He's the Klingons just yelling at him and he's just he's just standing at the side just kind of watching. Uh, Tamek uh, welcomes you and, and, and explains to you. Uh, as you can tell we're having some changes and yep. uh, we, we are uh, entertaining our, our guests from the Romulan Empire. Um, your just... mission is uh, uh, has not changed. Um, of course. We have received access to the Shackleton Expanse. It's uh, vitally important that we explore it. Uh, we have a, a, a new chance to to seek out uh, new worlds. And he's like, the, the Romulan, if you didn't know any better, he's like rolling his eyes at this. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, like, he kind of is like, <sighs> and uh, as well as uh, it, it's important to find if there's uh, resources uh, that can be found. Uh, we, we, we need places that can mm-hmm. help bolster the fleet. Uh, yep. We don't know what's here. This has been a, 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 a vast swath of space that is a mystery to us. What ancient technologies, what species, uh, uh, what intelligent life might be there. Um, it's uh, this area has been used as a smuggling ground by the Orion Syndicate for, uh, oh, yeah, the for Orion a very Pirates. long time. Um, they've used the political mistrust between the three empires or the the, the, the three um, uh, uh, territories to uh, uh, 
use this area as a ground. So you're to keep an eye out for that. Uh, also, we're working with the Klingons. Uh, we are to offer all aid uh, to our allies uh, in, in any situation should it be requested upon us. And uh, likewise, in kind from them. He seemed upset. He's uh, a Klingon. Well, of course. But I feel that it might have been uh, diplomatically prudent if we had let people know beforehand that the Romulans were going to be so closely involved with our uh, exploration. At this point, then, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Ambassador Varrock is, uh, he's going to crosses his arms and goes, if the Federation has nothing to hide, then they have nothing to fear. No, of course. I just know that there is still some tension, obviously, between the Romulans and the Klingons, and I think that a shouting match could have been avoided if they had been let know ahead of time that you would be here as opposed to surprising them. That the Federation didn't seem it prudent to uh, inform their own allies of my arrival is none of my concern. No, no, that's why I'm talking to to, to Timek about this oversight and not you. I don't like your tone, Captain. I don't, or he goes, Commander. He then like spits it out as to show you. <laughs> under, under my breath, I go, ooh. <laughs> Shush you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I mean no disrespect. I'm going to fucking diplomacy. Can I roll for that? Mm-hmm. You want to calm things down? Yeah, I'm going to try to use, uh, what is this, command and reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13 in total. What do I, how do I roll So, that? So th- 13 would be your target number if you're okay. adding those two numbers together. Now you're going to roll two dice, each okay. representing your discipline and your attribute. Uh, your command is five. So mm-hmm. if you roll between one and five any of those dice, it will be... Um, uh, These are d20s. Yeah, exactly. So if you roll between one and five on either of those dice, because your command is five, okay. you immediately will receive an advantage. Okay. And if you roll, uh, the difficulty here is, is, is not going to be high. I'll tell you it's a one. Okay. Um, is a, uh, uh, the complication range is only 20. So if you roll a 20, you automatically get a complication. Um, oh, so it's reversed, not twenty. Yeah, it's backwards oh. yeah. because you're rolling under. You're rolling under your target I roll, numbers. I roll low, like so. That's it. So you roll these two. Dice. I rolled a one. You rolled and a one. 14. And and so. what was the target number? Uh, the target number was thirteen. So you, the fourteen is 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 a fail. You don't get a success. Okay. But you get one success for the die being under the target number, mm-hmm. and you get an advantage because. The target number was in your uh, discipline range. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that you get to roll so again? So the difficulty was one, so you succeed. You only needed one, but if you had rolled an additional success, you would have gotten a point of momentum for oh, each additional oh, success. Yeah. So you works. don't get okay. that uh, for now. That's okay. um, but as the advantage happens, uh, uh, you um, how do you want to uh, uh, reason with this Romulan ambassador who's now... Well, Got, it broke in his silence and, and, and addressed and you directly. As, as addressed, uh, well, he basically wants to convey. He's just like, I, I, I mean no disrespect. I was simply talking to, uh, what is it, C- Captain Commander Timek? Uh, uh, Captain Timek. Uh, he's, he's, he's in this particular, uh, he's your commanding officer. Yeah, uh, Captain Timek, uh, about the Federation's oversight in notifying the Klingons that the Romulans would be involved. I'm actually more than happy to have the Romulans involved here because You have diplomacy as a focus, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. So I would have said the focus can be used uh, to create another... You can... uh, The difficulty would have been zero, so you do get the success. And then we'll throw in... That momentum is for the whole table to use. Sweet. Cool. I'll put that up there. Just wanted to show that work. Thanks. So if you look at a focus that you think is in match with any of your moves, uh, then you can use that to uh, generate an advantage when you're rolling. Groovy. Yeah, no, yeah, because diplomacy is always an option. Just to, that, like, you know, we're very happy to have the Romulans along with us because the space that we're exploring does also graze along their area. We want to make sure that everyone is happy in our alliance. Yes? Agreed. We good? Yep. Yeah. He's kind Let's of have just, two allies instead of just one. He just steps back and says, uh, you know... Uh, we're all good friends here. He nods. He doesn't say anything more. And Tamek looks at the situation, sees the two of you have overcome the problems, raises one of his eyebrows. Of course he does. <laughs> and then continues with his briefing. Uh, he brings up on the, on, on, on the, uh, on, on the briefing monitor uh, like a map of the expanse, and you can see the, 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 the Federation territory and the Klingon uh, Empire and this like kind of like arrowhead where Narendra Station's here, and then out there is the Great Unknown. Um, they have used uh, probes to uh, explore into the expanse, and um, uh, but I mean, survey probes can only get surface level detail of the whole systems, and uh, they have, however, picked up um, 
unusual signatures in uh, this uh, one of the sectors, HR 626. It's written there as one of your directives. Actually, yeah, survey the mystery of um, HR 626. And uh, it, it's an unusual signature pattern. Um, uh, it's a how? pulsar star, which may be interfering with the signals. Um, but uh, there, uh, there seems to be they um, show the, the the techno babble here. There seems to be some kind of stable pattern that doesn't appear to be random uh, emanating uh, uh, out of HR 626. Ooh, that is curious. Um, and uh, it's not a signature pattern that has been detected before. Uh, so, you know, curiosity, if, uh, if should you find yourselves in that area, there is a mystery to be solved. Um, Definitely something that could, would be outfitted for. We don't want to know that it's, if it's a, a threat to our territories or if it can be used to something else. Um, something's going on. Um, as well as uh, a number of Class M planets have been discovered throughout the expanse. Some of them may have developed uh, any form of uh, intelligent life as well. Um, uh, the Prime Directive continues to be in force, uh, but uh, to do surveys and, and, and discover what's what's happening with those worlds. Class M planets is planets Class of life. M are yeah, they're Hellish. garden worlds. Habitable, yeah. habitable. Uh, they're uh, they're named after a, a Vulcan term called Minshara class, but they're Earth they're Earth like planets. Okay. Um, uh, they're planets that. Uh, Standard humanoids can Exist. live and breathe on, uh, huh. uh, whereas uh, there, there's other classes that go in different directions, and I've got a little cheat sheet to tell me what they Neat. are. But it's uh, All right. uh, some planets require other forms of protection, mm-hmm. but class M not. Uh, so you know, if if there's no life there, um, it, it you know good for survey stations, potential future colonies, that kind of thing. And if there is intelligent life on there, uh, to determine what their level of technology is, if first contact is warranted, all that kind of regular stuff. None of this needs to be mentioned in the briefing. These are all things that you would know. Um, uh, but you know, there's there, there planets, planets to surveys, uh, places to go, as well as keep an eye out for uh, any Orion. Um, uh, Stuff. It, 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 this is no longer a safe haven for them. Um, if, if this mm-hmm. area isn't part of Federation territory, but it's close enough to us and it's close enough to our allies that uh, this place can no longer be used as a trafficking ground for uh, illicit activity. Um, and, and that's and that's the Orion pirates. Yeah, the uh, the, the, the Orion pirates. They're uh, they're worse in in some ways than the Ferengi uh, because they uh, they deal with uh, uh, slave trades and uh, a lot of drugs, a lot of. Uh, Black market stuff and arms dealers. Yeah, yeah, they're full on pirates. Um, The syndicate is incredibly hard to crack. Any operatives that have been sent to try and go undercover are found and brutally killed. Um, Mm. And And their uh, families. And and, and their families and like everyone they've ever known and uh, their associates. They just go through and they just start cleaning up bloodlines. So they're 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 a vicious um, uh, syndicate in 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 the quadrant. What is the Federation's official stance on dealing with them? Uh, the official stance on on dealing with the Orion Syndicate is they are uh, an, an enemy force. So just um, they, I mean, like, to try to talk, but conflict's a thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, defend your ship and uh, mm-hmm. defend the Prime Directive. Um, really? The Orion Syndicate has uh, they have no qualms for for interfering uh, in internal affairs, and uh, the security of the Alpha Quadrant is at a heightened state recently with the threat of the Dominion. Okay, we'll keep an eye. Which is why we are all working together. <laughs> Yay. And to be frank, I like that better than anything else. I mean, it's unfortunate that it took a larger a larger threat to get everybody to put their guns down, but I like that. Yeah. Enemy the, of my enemy kind yeah. of a deal. Well, I mean, if that's what it takes, then then that's peace, though. And if even if it is just, you know, you have my back, I have yours kind of peace, it's still peace. And that's better than, you know, open conflict. So you have a number of directives here, and I mean you're in charge, uh, uh, Schofield. Uh, mm. If we want to let that kind of that was just exposition scene. No real dice rolls have to happen. If you've got any questions you'd like to ask, if you'd like to spend some momentum to get a quick answers, or um, or, or go into uh, computer systems to roll some more additional research on what's going on, you can do those kinds of things. You've got a whole you got a dragon galaxy class ship to your hand. You can go hang out on the holodeck for all you want. Uh, you can you can propose oh, yeah. any scenes if there's things you'd like to do with characters or, or or new characters you'd like to introduce, like support characters. Or we can uh, we can go on our mission and, and we can you can set a you can set a course into the expanse and we can either um, just see what we find. <laughs> I've got a few ideas. Or we can go to places in particular. Uh, I've given you like uh, two targets yep. uh, and uh, and a third one to kind of keep an eye out in terms of the Orion threat. Yep. And um, well, um, uh, so yeah, uh, I, I bid uh, Timek and the Romulan good day, 
and uh, we are on the horizon right now. We're so on they, the horizon so now. So they have themselves a yep. good time. Your crew's on board, and you're ready to leave. Everybody's good? Yeah. All right. Can we have access to the probe data? Uh, uh, remember to speak into the microphone as well so I can hear you. Can we have access <laughs> into the uh, probe Oh, data? yeah. All, the, all the, uh, the, the probes that have been sent over the last um, uh, century since uh, uh, Narendra Station was founded, uh, all that stuff is, is in your ship's uh, computer banks. Oh, Thank excellent. You. Um, uh, good, good. You have everything that the Federation knows about the Expanse, which is slim, is, is, uh, is here. Um, the, the Klingons are taking a very personal offense to... Uh, Romulan cooperation, especially given that Narendra Three was built on the ashes of an attack and ambush by the Romulans that killed this colony. Mm-hmm. So they see it as a, you know, their honor is at stake right now. And uh, when you um, uh, when when you arrive at the bridge, the some of the you know the Klingon fleet is. You know, with any kind of chatter you might hear from your comms officer, they're, just, they're pissed. Uh, they're, not, they're not okay with with this, but too bad for them. Yeah. Uh, um, based on what that boils down to. Is, Varric and Temek uh, uh, head back um, Temek to Narendra Station and uh, Varric to uh, his, his own ship that is uh, um, being docked uh, uh, nearby. Cool. All right. Uh, so we'll take to the bridge. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you arrive at the bridge. We're finally here. Captain's log. <laughs> 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 Fucking, what is the start date right now? It's, uh, <laughs> I put in uh, 48626 is the start date. All right, 626. This is Captain Gavin Schofield. We will begin our mission of exploration into the, what expanse? The Shackleton Expanse. The Shackleton Expanse. Obviously, a name chosen by humans and the Federation. It wouldn't be what the Klingons call it. But we have ourselves. Probably can't <laughs> pronounce it. Yeah. 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 Okay. We have ourselves, as as per usual, our mission and a fine crew that's uh, going to be operating on board the ship with us. As always, we must uphold the prime directive of non-interference. I believe they call it. Yeah. 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 It's uh, the prime directive. Is just it's the one directive that that is, is a standing order by all Starfleet officers. Um, don't that, involve uh, yourself you with sublight travel species. Not only that, there's it's just it's an article of non-interference. It's not just sublight species. It's, it's also like if you do have to interact with them, is to not reveal the existence of other cultures, to not reveal uh, their other technology. But also, when it comes to uh, higher, more advanced races with warp capability, to not you don't share technology. You don't interfere with internal affairs. When the Klingons were having their civil war, the the Federation had to stay out of it and Mm -hmm. let them deal with it and just protect the Federation board, make sure it didn't spill over and create war in the in the quadrant. So the the prime directive is is just a to let the natural order of other cultures to develop without. Without interference from, from, from the Federation. Yeah, because then otherwise they were no better than the Dominion. Uh, aid our allies, of course. Patrol for illicit activity. This is territory that is owned by the Orion Pirates. And to seek out signs of life and to survey the mystery of HR 626, which, as it is a stable pattern in a neutron star, I'm curious if we could not head to that objective first and then work our way out from there because it's such a mystery we do not know if time is of the essence how we feel about that mm-hmm. i follow your orders but i would uh, i'd be very curious about that the uh, yeah, very, very stars well. 66, if you want to look right? into those uh, probe data um we can uh, uh Roll me with uh, the, I don't know, ship systems. Someone out here. We can show how the, system, sure. the ship systems work. Someone else is going to roll for the ship here. Okay. Um, and uh, you, you can it. use a... a well, I, I'll roll. You, you, I'll do science and somebody Velvet's else Velvet's going to roll for oh, and then yeah. his roll. I'll, and I'll someone roll else ship. rolls yeah. for the ship. And I'll do like science and uh, insight. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and then... So you're going to you're going through the the ship's logs to see anything interesting specifically about HR sixty six, and now can I do it? Uh, add the testing a theory uh, to it, or yeah, do where I not was the printout I had to... for talent? Uh, what was what was specifically testing a theory all about? Testing a theory when you attempt to ta- oh, it has to be uh, 
I, I have to have done a previous task within the same yeah, realm if you're first. Using, so. If you're using an answer you've learned earlier right. uh, in a future role, you get to drop the difficulty, I believe. So if, I, if we wanted to spend a momentum, then I could yeah. use studio. This is going to be a difficulty yeah, yeah. zero because you're just going through yeah. computer systems. It's just a matter of how many successes you get. So right now and I'm doing the baseline can count it. towards momentum, which can right. be used immediately for an answer. Cool. All right. Well, and for the ship, am I rolling um, computers or sensors? Uh, this would be computers. Okay. And mm-hmm. it would be computers, and then there's another department there. Uh, I guess science. Yeah. Science, yeah. yeah makes sense. So computers and science, so I roll two. Okay. Yep. And then you want to roll, roll under So those what is two that values. two number combined? Uh, that's a uh, 14. 14. So, so you're you rolling two dice, 14. and you're rolling under 14 with each of them. That's a seven, and a eight. Great. So you rolled under. And what was the department number uh, for? Uh, Seven was for computers. What Uh, was the lower number of those two? uh, The science, which is four. Four. So if you had rolled under four, you would have gotten an advantage. But that's fine. So you got got two successes uh, from the assist from the ship. And so now you're rolling yours, which should have been done first. Because if you don't succeed, the assist doesn't matter for anything. (laughs) I'm rolling against a 14 with a five in science. Mm I got a four and a fourteen. Great. So, so one so success. Did ties go to the defender? Uh, or the, the, uh let's say yes. Person. Let's just so keep so moving yeah. forward. So, right, so then, yeah, two successes. So, okay. so you have uh, you, you you can ask four questions here about the 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 mystery on the on the probe data. It's uh, uh, one of the mysteries is uh, it didn't show up until uh, a, a, the older probe data didn't find this. Maybe the sensors weren't as um, finely tuned. Pulsars. Or the kind of star that this orbit does send out a lot of interference, but it's um, uh, what is mysterious about this is it wasn't there before, and now it is, and it's shown up uh, in uh, the last uh, two years. Uh, and Shit. do I still get to ask a question, or mm-hmm. did you? Okay. That's one. Well, so, that's so, just, if, if I mean, yeah. that, can we can I count as one answer? Um, sh- sure. I mean, sure. Yeah, so yeah, you get yeah, yeah. three yeah. questions. He got right. four under his five of science. Does that give him an advantage as well? Yeah, you get well. Uh, what, uh, yes. Uh, what what would the advantage matter? It's a it's a it's a difficulty zero. There's not much going mm-hmm. on here uh, other than like the advantage might be another uh, momentum. Yeah, because he only has here. the info of what the yeah, data we're just trying to build them. our momentum. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to, yeah. Trying to build up. Yeah, and any control. questions you don't ask. Um, we can uh, the uh, like uh, in in this particular one um, because you're looking for information. Um, additional successes can be created for momentum or can be spent for answers that you're mm. looking for. Right? You can. Well, I just have one more question, so I, I'm willing to yeah. put the rest of the pool, and that is: uh, Has it seemed that the uh, pulses have increased in that time period? Oh yeah. So the is it of in- speeding what's, up? What's the rate of increase? What's the intervals? It's yeah. steady. Uh, in the two probes that were sent since, uh, both uh, of the uh, since there was no pattern, and then a pattern showed up two years ago, and it has just remained. So it's artificial, um, uh, and that's one reason why they believe it's it, it's of an artificial origin. Yeah, is mm, it's, 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 a, it's a steady pattern mm-hmm. that's not random, that has not changed, it's not gotten more intense, it's not gotten less. It is just beep 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 beep. beep. It's just out there. Hmm. Okay. But with the radiation and the star, uh, the probes and the transmissions, it's it's not uh, – there's no point in sending uh, unmanned probes into that kind of system. Mm-hmm. Uh, a proper ship equipped with proper sensors and a proper trained crew uh, can probably wrap this up overnight. Oh, yeah. We, we, yeah, I was to say we could knock this out of the park in like a day or two. It shouldn't be a problem this. at all. Yeah. So we, uh, are, we, are, we, are, we, are we feeling good about that? Yes. All right. Seems like a mystery that I'd be uh, wanting to solve. Helmsman and Sin Armstrong, set a course. Beep boop boop. For <laughs> HR six two six, and take us out. All right. So the any, um, any we don't have up? to do every. Can we just roll once for warps? Just no, just, uh, the no. warps specifically are uh, in in combat. Fine. You'd only have to warp out in in combat. Um, the, uh, we don't have to go every through every turbo lift journey and every every little boring <laughs> bit of, of the, the day. The door doesn't open. Um, <laughs> after after we start our journey, because I don't know how long it's going to take us at, at warp to get to at cruising to, speed, it's going to take about three days. About three days. Cool. So at the end of I'm going to say end of day one, like relatively early on. Uh, <laughs> do you want to deal with meeting your science officer? Yep. <laughs> do you want to do it in the ready room, or do you want to do it in like uh, whatever the version of ten forward is on this ship? Uh, well, ready rooms is personal quarters, isn't it? 
The ready, ready well, room is... So the captain has office. two rooms. You have your personal quarters, mm-hmm. and then the ready room is like your office off to the yeah. side of the bridge. It's the captain's office. And it, the, it, okay, but, so it's but, like your room and your office. But we've also seen Picard ha- will we'll just hang out and read and sometimes even catch a nap, and he's got a replicator in there because uh, it's a place, even when he's off-duty, he will just hang out in his ready room in case suddenly, so that he's yeah. close by. And it's, off to, it's on the side of the bridge. It's like yeah. a day bed. Yeah, yeah. so so he, he'll hang out there also when he's off-duty uh, to, to just... Just, relax, just in but case. It, it can also work as a, a smaller briefing room for more one-on-one meetings, yep. uh, as well as uh, you know your your other other room, uh, your personal quarters uh, is more for meals and sleeping. But it, surprisingly, throughout the show, we we rarely see Picard in his own quarters. Yeah, uh, and it's and almost always the Janeway uh, on Voyager, her ready room is massive. It's almost like a small apartment. It's got yeah. like a raised like a area with a couch yeah. and a bigger like it's a it's a full on uh, office uh, corner window kind of stuff. Um, so uh, yeah, it's up to up to you. Um, yeah, I'll use that space. And uh, we'll use the we'll use the ready room just because that's it's more of like a professional setting. It's more of an office. I'm just gonna picture like the two like the two of us are on the bridge and we're just kind of like yeah. putting a cup yes. against the door, <laughs> just like, sitting, 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 sitting in his chair, um, yeah. possibly enjoying a cup of coffee uh, and waiting for uh, Bo to come meet him. Uh, He'll call on, him and call on my him. way, I call HR and just say, "If you don't <laughs> hear from me in the next day, we'll leave a note at the counselor's yeah. office. Check, check the, the shuttlecraft, <laughs> shuttle yeah. bay first. Check who, who, the shuttle bay cameras. <laughs> so you've set up your laboratories. Oh, before we head yeah. off on our on our assigned missions, we have modular laboratories. Just doesn't matter. It's just going to count as like a focus in the future. What do we want this modular laboratory to be about? What 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 is of interest to our science officer here? Uh, I. Tied to astrometrics, tied to this pulsar, so mm-hmm. I think that it would be, it would be a stellar module. So it's lab. a stellar yeah. cartography. Yes. Yes. So yeah. you got you got the mo- your your modular laboratory has been built into stellar cartography to help survey and map the Shackleton expanse. Yes. So yeah. it's a and it can be something like what Seven of Nine built in Voyager. It can be like that big holographic room that they use. I in love generations. that big holographic yes. room. Kind of <laughs> looks like the, the, that room looks a bit like. A, uh, like they took the set from X Men and just repurposed yes. it for Star yeah. Trek. Yeah, almost did, yeah. Flat out in the center, a little platform, and then all around you, you have your map in like a 360 mode with holographic displays when you can zoom through. Um, with with that, where the farthest items are just projected on the wall, and the closer items are hovering. So we have in front a of we you. have a stellar cartography lab. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Neat. that's that's been set up, and uh, yeah, that's that's all uh, ready to go. My phone's gonna die soon. Um, so uh, uh, yeah, we'll just. The two of you are in the scene. The 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 the, the door beeps. It says enter. Um, enter. And uh, I uh, I enter into the room and stand at the doorway with the door closing behind me. Lieutenant, come and have a seat. Thank you, Captain. <laughs> I said like uh, I said <laughs> tentatively. <laughs> Lieutenant, so would you like some coffee? Can I get you anything? No, I'm fine. Thank you. Comfortable. Good. No, that's good. Uh, so, <laughs> this is a bit awkward. Uh, it appears as though Starkly Command is not without a sense of irony. So, no one... Uh, who who requested... Did someone perhaps request this assignment? I requested to... Uh, I thought getting away from the situation would help <laughs> me get away from the situation. Uh, so, I have been out here on the border waiting... my claws. I, I have been waiting for a chance to, uh, to boldly go... Uh, and this is where I have. This was this was the first ship that kind of you've been waiting too long, and it seems. Yeah, I, I said no to too many other opportunities that I thought were dull, and uh, I have landed here. And you are now reaping the benefits of uh, a picky a picky appetite for adventure. Now that being said, obviously I understand that you and I have a bit of history, and I would like to take a moment to attempt to move beyond that. Thank you. I... Of course. I wrote you a recommendation letter that got you where you are today. You've excelled as a science officer, I'm told. I love talented. it. I love it out here. I love everything about being among the stars. Good. I take it that the experiences that you have had with my family members have not fallen off of your memory? They never will. Good. Now, you were assigned to this ship because you are among the best in this particular field. 
Can you do this job? There's nothing out there that will stop me from serving you and the Federation to the utmost of my ability. I want to kind of offer if anyone here, because both of you have Aaron's death down as a value, yeah. uh, but you also have uh, Schofield, self-reliant in the truth, as well as Lassa, mm-hmm. you've got um, no wrong answers in Home Among the Stars, but you also have this kind hand, closed fist mm-hmm. value. Mm-hmm. If any of those can be used uh, to create a complication and to ask to be excused and to just end it on a bad note, whoever wants to do that I am trying. Diplomacy is always an option. We'll get a determination point. (laughs) Whoever wants to try to conflict? Whoever wants to turn one of their values into a complication where they they don't help this out, I'll give that determination point to you. Well, I mean, it's it's Bo killed Aaron is his value that I'm currently challenging. The GH is silent. It's Bo. Oh, it's Bo? Okay, (laughs) Bo. That's a joke in our character creation. (laughs) Like, Pa is P-A-G-H. Yeah. B- bog. <laughs> it's just All right. Bo. You well, correct well, him. Yes, it's Bo, yes, sir. It's Bo. You it's know Bo. it's Bo. You know, you know it is. <laughs> Please. Wow. I mean, I'm what challenging that as a value, though. I'm taking this opportunity to try to challenge that as a value. Okay. To then. try and use diplomacy as always an option to like be like, well, you're on my boat, and I want to try to believe that it was a mistake, and that sure. you're going to move past that, and that you're good for this job. And that this will work. Okay. Uh, so unless you want to turn, unless you want to challenge the challenging of his value and confirm his value, I'll turn that into a determination point for you. Or you can cancel out that value and get a determination point for doing that. Um, <laughs> uh, Schofield kind of leans back in his chair and says, like, I remember when I was a younger man. I made mistakes, too. Uh, we all try to do the that right you thing. Kind of like your hand kind of goes yeah. to your ribs. His <laughs> hand kind of rubs the side of his chest a little bit, and I don't know how many people on board actually would know about his injury. No, you would have known. Th- there might be some people who know about your service record that there was um, a mission that resulted in the death of your away team, mm-hmm. um, but they might not know to the extent of your own personal injuries. Would there the, be his own personal injuries for those who are curious? Oh, it's, it's, it's about to come up. Yeah. Uh, is there visible scarring? Uh, no. No? No. Okay, well, then he'll just, he'll just kind of gesture to his, to his side and be like, I have artificial... No, der- dermal regenerators are such yeah. a point that scars mm-hmm. aren't uh, really uh, a thing. Uh, artificial ribs here and here, and I've had my lungs replaced because I made a mistake, too. Uh, at one point, my commanding officer gave me an order to try and be a hero, and try and be the the big fighty good guys. And we lost a lot of people, and I almost lost myself too. And I feel that every time I breathe. So, <laughs> Captain, you, I... I think that diplomacy <clears throat> is always an option, that you made a mistake, that mistakes are made. As long as you've learned from that and you've dedicated yourself to making up for that, then... Starfleet Command can't ask anything else. Starfleet may not ask anything else, and you may not ask anything else, but I killed Aaron. I know that. I know that more than anybody. Aaron was my son. (laughs) This is so great. Am I dismissed, Captain? (laughs) Are you the man for this job? I am the man for this job. Then I look forward... To seeing your success. You are dismissed. Both of you can cross out that value. Both of you get a determination <laughs> point. Boom! Boom! That was, that was beautiful. I, uh, that was great. I, I need tissues. <laughs> I need the, this is the part where, like, if it was, a, it was, if it was still 1992 on the show, like, the weepy violins are playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh. Got a so, little emotional there. Uh, the days <laughs> pass without event, and you arrive now in uh, the, uh, the system of HR 626. Uh, it, the, uh, the scans come through. There is a, um, uh, sure enough, it's, it's, a, it's a neutrino star, which is a very dense, packed, powerful star that can send out gamma bursts if it cracks open. And, uh, but surprisingly, or even around this star, there is one planet that has formed uh, 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 in, in, in orbit of this star, which is, it happens 
but it's not common. Um, planets can form almost around any stars. There are mm-hmm. planets that form around fucking black holes, uh, right? They they can get into a stable they get orbit. Captured into and, and they and they and they and they go in. As long as you can, you're in an orbit that's the right escape velocity. You're fine. It's just the time dilation on planets like that are nonsense. Don't go there. You'll get into the future real yeah. quick. If you have ever uh, watched the movie, what is it? Interstellar. It's Interstellar. Uh, the math on that is actually dead on yeah. in terms of the way relativity I, works on those planets. I fucking loved watching that because one like, minute as a, is like as a, seven a, years. Yeah, as a massive science nerd like it was it was super fucking cool seeing how like time bends in proximity to forces of gravity and they're like down on the planet five minutes was seven fucking years the the gravity pull of of a neutrino star like this are quite intense very Uh, the planet is not close to this star uh, but it's close enough that it's it's in a uh, what appears to be a stable orbit Um, the star is sending out uh, radiation as you come in there your shields are up and they're blocking the radiation but um, it's uh, it's quite intense Um, right now you're fine you're you're not a red alert but you kind of it's just like when you just come out of warp it's just like the shields kind of automatically go up when they detect the radiation on the outside maybe you kind of see like it's like a aurora of the shields kind of going around. Um, There's a bit of vibration in down engineering. I adjust, so I adjust the dampeners to be able to The planet orbiting it, it is it's it's a class H planet. It has a uh, it has a thin atmosphere, but it's extremely hot and 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 it's not breathable. It's like argon and and methanes and other kinds of um, uh, uh, other weird noble gases. Uh, yeah, weird heavy gases and uh, noble gases and it's a uh, um, uh, it's a uh, but on this planet the, the sensors um, uh, you have other uh, uh, officers on the on the stations um, they're picking up that's where this um, this this mystery this planet this, this it's not pattern. the star it's it's, it's the, the planet, it's the, planet. Um, the the probe. Uh, making its flyby of the star uh, wasn't able to get through the interference uh, coming from the star to pick up. It's a it's a small rocky world. But the star itself's giving off a repeating pattern, though like yeah. a stable repeating pattern from the star. Uh, Stephen Prince, your tactical officer, speaks up though that uh, uh, sensors on long range are picking up the presence of a uh, a Borel class Klingon uh, bird of prey. Oh, good. Um, in orbit of uh, the planet. Uh, oh, that's fun. Of HR six two six. Well, is it rude to scan, or do we talk to them first? Hailing frequencies, generally. Uh, generally, we hail them before we scan the bejesus out of everything? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> would it rude to be like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> before we walk up high, sorry. Yeah, that was me with the binoculars over there. Um, that was me, yes, I, I apologize. Taking your picture without your consent. Uh, <laughs> so, we'll hail. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, you know, bring us... Uh, Bring us alongside at. Uh, at There's no response. Time. There is no response. No response. I don't want. I mean, we can we can do a bunch of these <laughs> yeah. dice rolls here, but I'm like, no. You get there. I want to just tell you as you're getting into your your uh, uh, communications uh, officer, who's Stephen Prince, tactical, also deals with hailing uh, ships. Uh, is a. Uh, uh, there's no response uh, coming from the uh, the ship. We should probably um, scan it for for yeah. damage. Well, let's 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 scan it. As, as, as you move in towards medium range, now you're able to pick up more more resolution. I mean, you have those high resolution scanners. Uh, like yep. Your mm-hmm. sensor sweep of the area. Uh, the shields are down on the Burrell. Uh, it appears to be adrift. Life signs. Oh shit! Yeah. No. Okay. So scan because we're not getting any response. Their shields are down and they they look like they're adrift. Don't bring us any closer. Uh, in case this is a weird... Yeah, pump the brakes. <laughs> uh. Now, for a roll, if you want to do a more heavy sensor sweep of the area to see if there's other things out here that might not show up with a cursory scan, yep. um, uh, you can you can roll that with the system ship. Uh, but uh, no one here, with the exception of the well, science officer, you'd probably be able to... You got your science station on the bridge. You, you'd mm-hmm. be able to have a look at that. Um, Engineering is going to be kind of taken up dealing with the radiation right now. Uh, and uh, you're just dealing uh, helmsmen with, uh, you know, not getting caught off guard by a star with heavy gravity pulls. Just so. yeah, making sure we don't fall into the star. Um, <laughs> Hard and, and all that stuff. <laughs> Lieutenant Bo, if you could perform a heavy scan upon the uh, the ship first, the planet, and then the surrounding area, make sure nothing sneaks yeah, up just, on us. Just I'll keep, have the, uh, the, keep who wants to roll for the ship? I can roll for the ship. Uh, just nice and quick. Just give give a roll now, uh, and we'll just figure if out. I do more like, if I do like command and control, does that does you that can, allow me to uh, help You can everybody? assist. Yeah, that can count as an uh, assist roll. You yeah. will just roll your command die. And, um, oh, just the command die? So just uh, the... at, at, I believe that's how assists work. Um, like command and control to like give everybody an assisting uh, feature on this. Yeah, and it's just uh, it, it counts. Only one player can assist if you're using the ship systems, which this particular thing 
you would be. Um, where is... That's fine with me. Okay, well, they're both fails. <laughs> they're both fails. Well, because okay. it was, uh, I assumed it was sensors and science, and that's uh, 14, and I rolled over 14 for both. Okay, but you didn't get into a complication. Like 20. You didn't get into... Oh, no, there was And with the 20. trait of radiation from the planet, you actually rolled a 20? I actually rolled a 20. Okay, so you're going to get a complication. Steve's not allowed to run with the ship anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be my job. <laughs> There's just too much radiation. That's yeah, no, that's sensitive. actually what the complication is going to come up as. Yeah. Um, I'm just rolling over here to operations. Oh, Basic operations, traits, advantages, and complications. Radiation happens all the time. Tempting a task. There's <laughs> a lot of, yeah, a lot of fucking the radiation. Yeah. It is... Teamwork and assistance. To assist the task, the player must describe how their character is assisting the task leader. The game master agrees. Each assistant rolls one d20 using their own target number and their own focus to determine. So you create a target number. So what happens is here, you you still create a target number out of an attribute and a discipline, but you only will run d20 instead of two. But you're uh, and 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 you're rolling under that target number. And so the uh, you're you're rolling one d20 plus uh, two with a target number of 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 that and. if, right. I'm, if I'm going to be honest, if, if the, my first roll was maybe it's 20. not maybe it's not two d20s that you're normally rolling. Maybe it is just one d20 at a time. Maybe I messed up because it's it's like it's, it's, it's a little mean? different. Yeah, yeah, going forward, we might just keep that to it. Okay. Um, well, I got two it them buttons. All right. Well, I'll put that one. That over would make there. a little bit more sense, honestly. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, but you create the target number by combining two stats. Two stats. Okay. So yeah. And then... daring fitness range from seven to twelve. Attempting a task. Right. Well, then chooses which attribute and discipline appropriate has been attempted. Combination add together the target number. Game is zero to five. So I create the difficulty setting, the difficulties, and then the player takes two T20s. It may choose to purchase up to three additional D20s. So the player acting okay. still rolls with two, 20, uh, two, two, two dice. Okay. The assisting players only roll with one dice. Okay. And the ship also counts as an assist. Yeah. So it, that's one dice, two dice. And then if you want to purchase a third dice, it'll count as three momentum. Oh, yeah. cool. But the assists count as like a free purchase of an additional die that you're rolling. Oh, Except yeah, the so assist dies are using I'm, the attributes of the assistants. I'm assisting as so a commanding officer. You're assisting so I'm only by giving one. him an order. So yeah. you can roll, but your but your target number is based off of your my discipline stats, yeah, and attributes. Which is yeah, like my my command and control. So I needed to get under sixteen. I rolled a seven. You rolled a seven. The ship rolled a twenty. We're just going to go with that because it's a cool complication. Yeah. And it did. the um uh. uh, uh it's just the, the, the sensors from the ship aren't going to be able to help you. You're going to have to actually be looking through the gobbly goop that the ship is giving you. So do you agree it. that insight makes more sense than reason? I or, would say, yeah, because you're, yeah, you're, you're looking, looking for, for I'm trying to I'm trying to see what's yeah. missing. I'm trying to see what's... Yep. You're asking yeah. a question, not solving a problem. Right. Yeah. That's that's very smart. So I'm, uh, my target number is 14, uh, an 18, and a 3. Uh, oh, wow. Insight is, is specifically about understanding people oh, and their people. things. Yeah. Well, it covers self-awareness, conscious of creatures' current state, hard-earned wisdom, relies upon a personal intelligence and empathy. Um, you would use it to overcome judgments, uh, how a th- creature might act, reasons feelings of another creature. Anyway, yeah. Reason yeah. is logic and meticulous analysis. So, okay, so okay. I mean, well, you're going to be doing that a lot the as a science of me, officer. But uh, yeah. I, I still got one, and I got it under my science Sweet, number. so you're going to get an advantage out of this, Okay. Um, which uh, in this case the advantage can lower the difficulty to a zero, so you don't require like – you, need, you don't need more than those successes. You, you mm-hmm. meet the successes. Uh, you, you, you sweep the, the, the system, um, throw more oh, momentum here into the pool. So you've got, you got some nice momentum here going in now. Yeah. And the, uh, 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 sweeping the system, um, the, uh, the, your probe data is out of date. It's not coming from the planet. The, the, uh, you, you pick up on that signal now uh, coming from the Burrell uh, ship. Um, uh, let's give it a cool-looking Klingon name. Um, Drakthar. Uh, the, 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 yeah, the, the, uh, the KMS, <laughs> KMS Drakthar. Okay. And, uh, and it's... Uh, uh, it's adrift, but the signal is coming from the ship, and uh, your scans are also picking oh. up ruins of ruins of building structures on the surface of the planet. Not across the surface, but in a particular place uh, uh, underneath where we're where currently the, in orbit. The, the, okay. And uh, so the stable pattern that we were picking up wasn't coming from the star; it was coming from the ship. Well, or we it was, thought maybe the planet. Now we're realizing, no, it's the ship. Well, yeah. this ship has not been here for two weeks, in two years. Right. Uh, the uh, Burrell, uh, H, uh, the KMS Draxar, uh, was um, uh, last uh, departed, according to your ship systems, because you got enough, not a nice uh, high roll, uh, 
Stephen Prince answers up, it was uh, uh, it departed in render station uh, three weeks ago. And, uh, uh, you know, that's it. We'd have to ask the Klingons for more information directly. But it was, uh, it departed uh, in a render station to survey okay. the Shackleton Expanse three weeks ago. So where are we um, picking up that stable pattern then? Is that coming from the, the, the civilization on the planet? How many successes did you get? Uh, yeah, just the one. Just the and one? it was the yeah. one under, under, under science. His, yeah. His science. Yeah. yeah. So I can only give you that one answer. Okay. Do you so want to spend a momentum and try to try to get some? If you want, to, you can do I a momentum spend to, to ask, to and I can. I know the answer to that question. I just can't okay. give it to you unless you spend momentum. Okay. I will, and the studio uh, studios would allow an additional one. Uh, uh, additional answer. So you get two answers for one momentum. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Because so it's related so to it. So back at yeah. 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 So what's because your... because he got a success on something, he uses studios to ask a qu additional questions in relation to the thing he got a success to. So what's the question? Um, the question is, where is the stable pattern coming from? Then the stable pattern is coming from the ship, but it appears that it may have come from the structure on the on the planet. That is, there's a little bit of the that Klingons might have on brought, the ship. The Klingons oh. brought something aboard. Oh, they brought something oh. aboard. It, whatever was causing that signal initially on the planet is now... Was brought right. aboard the Klingon ship, and now the Klingon ship is adrift. Shh. So let's Shit. not be mad about over. <laughs> so you yeah. have a second yeah. question, and you got a couple things going on here. you got a mysterious right. structure down on, on, on the planet, yep. Yep. and you've got uh, Our... a ship adrift, and you've got identity of the ship, and you've got a mysterious signal. And, um, and, and your sensor you scans, guys. your sensor scans uh, are unable to detect much beyond the planet because the, there's a flare coming from the star, and and it's and it's mass, it's, it's causing a complication because of the twenty that your 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 it's sensors like, have now gone to only really close range. It's like fucking you, right. bolo you can scan the planet, yeah. you can scan the ship, but you can't get much gas there because right now the whole uh, okay. system here's, is here's is, a potential is being question, interfered. Are there life signs? Yeah. So it's, my question is: Is there any integrity breach to either the ship, or like, is there something, some outside force that has caused the problem? As opposed, their shields to, are down, so yeah. there's no protection to the radiation that you can tell. Uh, you are picking up ten life signs. Crew complement is thirteen. The okay. life signs seem to be weak. They're probably succumbing to radiation poisoning. I was right. going to say, like, yeah. if they're that close to a fucking pulsar and, and have their been shields here are for down, who knows I'm how long? I'm surprised they're alive at all. They're they Klingons. Been, they have a lot of redundant organs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They would have been yeah. fucking microwaved by now. That's we would insane. be microwaved. They'd just yeah. be crispy. They would be just a little crunchier. <laughs> I sense uh, an away mission coming up. I was going to say, uh, tactical officer, Lieutenant Prince, how do you feel about stretching your legs? <laughs> <laughs> He's already heading to the turbo lift. Sweet. Uh, does anybody anybody want to go with... Uh, I mean, uh, Bo, do you feel like going along as well? Or do you I believe there's a lot the... I could learn by going on this... I would like to Bring go to... some scanning equipment with you I... and some very thick suits. I would uh, like I'm to go also as... going to bring some medication. Well, uh, what you can the... do, instead of the suits, the radiation, you can... Uh, the. Uh, your, pills. your medical officer, who we can create that supporting character if you'd like to introduce them, can provide... Um, uh, inoculations to the radiation. Yeah. Medical officer Rumble. So we can. Uh, <laughs> is that Rumble Stiltskin? We can. Um, <laughs> Rumble. Rumble. Because you can. You can also just use crew as a resource. You don't have to yes. necessarily bring okay. them in as a as, as a supporting well, character. I just want to make sure that when we send people over there, they don't fucking cook. Yep. In they their can shit. meet you at. Uh, you, uh, the, the doctor can meet you at uh, at the transporter room and inoculate everyone for radiation protection. I would like to okay. go as like, well. They just give you a hypo spray and that'll give you you know five hours of protection. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. I mean, I would, that's what will happen. If the shield went down, they could start handing out. I mean, it's not an unlimited supply, but they do mm -hmm. have radiation protection that they can give out. Like the a, wonders of think technology. Think like a rad pack, right? Like, so. Yeah, no, I'll just give you an injection, and radiation won't fucking destroy you for the next five hours. I'm like, what are you, serious? Does anyone Man, technology. <laughs> Does anyone going have diplomacy? Oh, th by the way, sorry. The inoculation, however, will cost one opportunity for each person you're sending on the away team, which equals momentum. That's what I, I forgot. Um, when, you're, when you request equipment... On an away team. Yeah. You have your standard equipment. You have your phaser, uh, uh, which everyone except the Ensign has a phaser type 2. The Ensign has a phaser type 1. If you want to get a type 2 phaser, you have to so pay for it. You don't pay for it with money. You pay for it I out would, of opportunity. I would spend one of our opportunity things here. Yeah, certain um, things, like if you want to send momentum. them with rifles or, or, or fire photon torpedoes, cost opportunity plus threat. Because okay, they, so they are escalation mm -hmm. uh, then costs. We can spend momentum, one momentum to give everybody inoculations to the radiation. 
Um, and I'd want, I would suggest at least sp- spending another one for some scanning equipment for you. Like just well, you'll have your tricorder or standard equipment. There's yeah. no opportunity yeah. cost for a tricorder. Tricorders okay. are generally and, multi-purpose that build a And, and your science officer, like, uh, default, they don't have a spend an opportunity to get, like, a, a more specialized scientific tricorder. It's okay. the 24th century at this point. They're all pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, good. The, I would like the to... opportunity costs here, though, my point is, is uh, one opportunity cost for each inoculation. Oh, you can send your standard four, or you could choose to send and three, oh, right? Like, you don't have to, like, your, your standard yeah, away team. Say, we got five in there still, and we, got, we don't want to, like, blow all our momentum. Well, to yeah. I would like to suggest myself going on the mission so that okay. I can, be, like, see if I can so restore engineer systems. Engineer calls up, like, you should send me over there, Captain. Yeah, I, think I, can I so I can restore systems so that we can withstand radiation and get the shields up. Get, and, get the and burn and up be- and running. And I believe that it would be a more logical choice, not that I'm a Vulcan. <laughs> I'm a quarter Vulcan, actually, <laughs> but, so uh, I agree with you. Yeah, but, uh, I believe that we should uh, go into a, a less hostile uh, environment, although it is a, a Klingon chip. It's a so, Klingon bird of prey. Uh, it's, it's a Klingon bird of prey, yeah. and there are faint life signs, so we need to get people over there as quickly as we can, as well as be careful. And you have those little things you can you can attach to people to make them teleport. Like we can use the the, the, the transporters to, to take them over. Yeah, right? pattern enhancers. Yeah. you can send down over with them to to help beam through any interference. Um, but that but may be an opportunity. It's not something like that. That'll definitely be an opportunity cost. Uh, mm. There's um. Uh, I mean, there's no real. I mean, if you can beam well, over there, you it, can beam back. Here's the thing: um, is like if, if having we, those kind of uh, strap-on pads as well. I mean, th- those are like micro enhancers. Uh, mm-hmm. Same deal, uh, though. It, it'll you'll have to. If we're able that. to transport over there, there's more likely a chance that they can transport us back. Without it's more likely they just are unable to. Yeah, and the shields are down right. anyway, so, so it's like it's easy to be able to do that. Well, it's just that with the bananas amount of radiation that's going through there, yeah. I'm I'm very tempted to use shuttles instead the, because the, I don't want to risk the, the radiation is not deadly. The radiation counts as hazardous, which well, it's, it's more like it just it's damage just over systems, days, but it's not, not over da- minutes. Dangerous, yeah. And I don't want to try to use the transporters with so much interference. Because that could lead to people being. Uh, could I be able to roll to see if, like, space? how safe it is to be able to use the transporter uh, at, with this radiation? Yeah, I mean that would be that would be sensors and computer with the. You'd have to. You'd have to. Lieutenant Commander Monroe. Well, you uh, would. We need to use the ship systems for that, or would that be more of your engineering? Um, um, I mean, I'm just. I want to move things along. No, yeah. you can't. You can beam over to the ship. It's yeah. a, it's a TV show. <laughs> you can, you can, you can go check sure it out. That it's, that it's okay. Ship is adrift. Yeah. Uh, there 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 there's ten fading life signs. The energy signals uh, emanating from this system are on board that ship. Um, they're not uh, the uh, exact pattern, though. They seem to be faster than they were uh, according to the probes that were sent to the system. It's oh, a bomb. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> be super careful. I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah, get over there quickly yep. and assess oh. this. Um, I'm going to say three of you guys, uh, science officer, engineer, and Steve. And I want to give you guys A, inoculation, so that's three. And then you already have your extra science tricorder. We don't need to spend anything on that. I want to spend one extra to give uh, our tactical officer like a better phaser. Okay. Actually, no, if ten if ten fucking Klingons couldn't fight off whatever's on there, I don't think a better phaser is going to do it. Yeah, well, no, he called, I mean, a, a phaser type one is it's just it's just a it's the it's a little tiny little it's a little tiny little like it looks like a little disc it looks mm-hmm. like like a little mouse yeah. and um and then the type two has more of a pistol grip to it that has oh, yeah. Yeah. and uh, and all uh, the only difference between type one and type two is the damage rating and um uh the uh, type two um, type two is standard issue uh, for for away teams. I just wanted to give it to the uh, you, you can upgrade to a type two on the away mission without having to pay for it. That's fine on an yeah, away so mission. Good, that's good. Good. I already this have is more like what you're going to have while you're walking right around here. the ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everyone else had a type two. I just gave the ensign a type one. It just just to fuck him up. But he can he can you can beam him over with a type two. It's the, standard uh, issue. It doesn't the... cost opportunity to upgrade that. It's more if you want to upgrade to. Phaser rifles and pulse grenades and that kind of thing. Would uh, the well, when, uh, Lieutenant Princess tactical officer be able to do that without without costing? Uh, yeah, yeah, it will still cost escalation. Even even okay. calling security down to a room and, and like bringing think, more police into it can has an escalation cost, which just adds gives me threat to spend. Okay. I think at, at this point, I don't think we we, we don't need like let's keep the momentum okay. as we, as it is because it's like there's a like this is a state like Klingons are our allies. It's yep. right now the radiation's not like it's deadly, but it's like we're okay, we're inoculated, okay. and we can easily rest- like I have enough engineering that I could, I could restore a Klingon uh, ship. All right, so so then we'll spend the three momentum to give you guys your inoculation, and we'll send you away. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you you head down to uh, uh, to the transporter room. The the doctor meets you there. Oh man, can uh, I do? Uh, can uh, I do? Chief Medical Officer Rempel. Well, we already yeah, I actually uh, uh, have uh, 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 Andrew Rempel uh, name used in another system, but I'll just have to change the name of the planet. Uh, of Chief oh. Officer uh, Chief Medical Officer Rempel. Uh, Chief Medical Officer Rempel uh, meets you uh, a Tellerite. Uh, uh, meets you at the um, uh, at, at the transporter room and okay. you know, well, gives I'm everyone. Not, I'm not allowed to go, so you, it's just you're going to go down as tactical officer Stephen Prince. Oh, okay, we're going to cool. make you're this. Played. We're going to make so the support character. As, That'll happen. It'll happen immediately uh, in the next episode because we're going to end here on a cliffhanger. Okay, you, you, you go to the, so you go to the transporter room. Uh, the four of you will go, and okay. the three main characters are the chief engineer. Uh, the uh, uh, and the, the science helmsman. officer helmsman. Do you want to head over to the the, the bird of prey? I mean, I mean I, you're the you're the you mean you're a command track as well, and 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 you can you can be sent over. And, yeah, you know, yeah, it's good. I it's mean, good for the experience. Just, yes. I'm the only one here with any diplomacy, and if there's yeah, yeah sure. you're gonna have to deal with the Klingons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so uh, and and then uh, Connell will instead be playing our tactical officer while Schofield remains on the ship. So if we need to return to a scene in the ship while the away team is still there, then Schofield will be in command, and the three of you might have to play support characters still on the horizon right. while the three of you are on the uh, okay. are on That's the uh, what would we call it the KMS uh, Drakthar 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 Drakthar. Uh, so uh, <laughs> no rolls. We'll make your characters. So we can get that. Uh, you get into it, and it's just going to be like dun dun dun. Go to commercial break. You um, you beam into uh, 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 let's just go to the source. They beam you towards the source of the energy signature. In the Burrell. Uh, and were, were the ten guys are holed up. Uh, the, 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 the ten guys are are, are are they're they're holed up in the room, and it's also the room that has the uh, the the signature coming oh, from. Oh shit, it. son! And so they, you beam in there, like let's just find out what's going on. Let's solve this mystery. And uh, the transporter beam uh, heads off, and um, as it's going, uh, the uh, the transporter officer's got a he does a couple rolls to keep things going because things have to go. As the four of you, it takes a little longer to get a solid lock to establish the signature, and you beam into the ship and, uh, uh, and 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 everything is 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 dark and it's breaking apart and it's like hissing gas and you you see like one of the klingons like lying on his back <laughs> and, and uh, uh, you know someone brings out a tricorder and starts checking their life signs um, but uh, the science officer you're following the signal of of this uh, this signature and as you walk further into the room there's a light emanating from inside one of the doors and we won't do the dice roll because I just want to show you what happens you force the door open and it goes in and the hiss is going and in here though there's uh, uh, Klingons are in um they seem to be held in different places. One seems to be moving slowly towards a center object that's hanging in what looks like a containment unit that's broken open. And there's beams, like they look like smaller tractor beams that are holding this item in place. And the, something has shattered, and there's a a, 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 a a klaxon's going off, but it's going like it's like it's 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 a Doppler effect, in and it's in slow motion. And as this is happening, though, it's an orb of the prophets, the tears of the prophets, and it's no suspended way. in the center of this makeshift science room in a Klingon ship, and uh, and something has gone wrong with it. It's cracked open, and it's spilling light and energy in all different directions that's creating this, like... Um, time dilation. Mm-hmm. Weird time dilation and almost like mirror images. It's like fractured in the immediate area around it. It's like a reality orb. Yeah. And there we go. To be continued, the mystery of HR-626. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> so I know I, I had to had to shoehorn us right into that last bit because I want to just... That's okay. We can just start on the Klingon ship in the next hour. Yep. Um, and we'll introduce our first support character, which will be kind of fun to do. Uh, support characters are interesting in that when you challenge values and level up, which the two of you did... Instead of leveling up your character, you can choose to level up a support character and make them more of a main character. At one point, they can then level up to such a point that they become a main character and they can be played full time. And that's (laughs) that's Garrick, actually, from Deep Space Nine is another great example. So for our second episode of... uh, Star Trek Horizons, or uh, what was the other one we were calling it? Uh, Star Trek uh, Star Trek Expanse. Expanse. Star Trek Escalate. <laughs> we are, um, uh, uh, I'm your Game Master, Justin Eacock, as uh, we continue to follow through uh, the mystery provided. Uh, will our crew be able to save the, uh, the Klingons of the Drakthar, or will they too succumb to whatever trap they've 
found themselves in. <laughs> so, uh, our, uh, starting here at this table, um, my players have been, and we'll be back in the next episode, our science officer. Uh, Velvet Wells as... Uh as Lieutenant uh, Lassa, I could do this so much Lassabeau. better. Uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Lassabow. <laughs> and uh, and our, our captain, now tactical officer for one scene. Captain Gavin Schofield, played by Connell Macbeth, better known in the nerd community as Toronto's greatest supervillain and evil genius, Dr. Terrell Watts. And our helmsman, finally getting some practical field experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm Ensign uh, Steve Armstrong and uh, Brent Morris when I'm not pretending to do Star Trek. <laughs> uh, I'm Lieutenant Commander uh, and Chief Engineer Adam Monroe, played by Steve Saylor, AKA The Blind Gamer. And uh, when we come back in the next hour, we're going to roll an encounter, and it's going to feel more like a traditional role-playing game. We're going to be taking turns and rolling dice, and we're going to actually deal with what's going on, because uh, before I say goodbye, it was not all that it appears to be. And I really don't think you're going to have enough time to get to the end of it, so I'm just going to have to blow up the ship and call it for a sequel. Uh, <laughs> take it away, Desmond. Star Trek Adventures returns in two weeks' time. They're going to have to race against the clock to figure out what's going on. All hands on deck. On Thursday, we have another campaign running. Tiff Compton, longtime PC, first time GM, and she's taking a stab at the hot seat with Derek, Mike, Justin, and Bernard as they're playing through a song of ice and fire, blood and gold. As their ship crosses the narrow sea, they come under attack, must fend off enemies, and discover that they are trapped in a web of conspiracies that they may not escape from. Song of Ice and Fire on Thursdays. On Tuesdays, alternating with Star Trek adventures, Mike the Birdman Dodd is taking his Sailor Scouts through Sailor Moon Thunderheart. And after completing one trial, there's still two more to go. The next trial begins on Tuesday. And next Thursday, alternating with Song of Ice and Fire, Derek the Bard takes his Edmonton crew through Blades in the Dark. In the third episode of their journeys, the Gulls are going to implement their plans and try and make sure everything goes off without a hitch, which means, of course, everything goes off the rails. Derek the Bard never saw it coming on Blades in the Dark. And you can follow us on Twitter at Dice Warriors for all the information and updates on future game recordings including joining us on our Discord channel. Consider becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors where you can help this show grow and become bigger and better and more interactive. Today's Terrible Warriors and your proud officers of Starfleet were Velvet Duke, Connell Macbeth, Brett Morris, Steve Saylor, and Justin Eacock. And we will return to Star Trek Adventures in two weeks' time. And until then, thank you for listening, sharing, subscribing. Thank you for playing games and rolling dice. Thank you for being a part of a movement that calls themselves, and now you too, a terrible warrior. <laughs> <laughs>